welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss Reborn as a Vending Machine, The Most Heretical Last Boss Queen, and Wushoku Tensei Season 2. So it's Isekai Week. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, that actually cuts out quite a lot of Isekai because we're only talking about three, and there are way more than that this season. That's okay. We're, we're only covering the good ones. That's right. Did we miss any good ones? I can't think of any. I'd have to go look at the list. Obviously, if I don't remember them off the top of my head, then they can't be that good, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think the most... Uh, I, I don't know if it's the best, but the most new is Reborn as a Vending Machine. What a premise. This one is super bizarre to me how it even exists. I know. And not only that it exists, that it became an anime, and that people actually like it. We, they like it because it's good, I think. Yeah, I'm not excluding myself when I say people. Yeah, I would have never guessed this would be good from the premise. How can a story about a vending machine be good? I have no idea. Like, it makes sense to me because that's one of the first things that I experienced when I went to Japan was one of their vending machines because they're everywhere. And I just remember being completely floored when I was able to purchase something that was warm, right? Like, it seems so silly, so simple. But like, none of our vending machines here, most of them don't have warm drinks, right? That's true. I don't, I can't think of one with a warm drink here. Yeah. And so I just like, was amazing to me that you could get all these different types of items from vending machines over there. So it makes sense that there would be a fascination with it and that this could turn into an anime, but for the character to actually like be reincarnated as one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? He, he loves vending machines and God is great, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just... I, I wouldn't have been surprised if this would have been like a human to human reincarnation, right? And then he has maybe like the power to make one appear, but for him to actually be the machine and he can't even like move without assistance, <laughs> right? Right. I think that's what makes this show so entertaining. It's, it's just like it, if, it seems like it should be, we've seen so many isekais, right? And they're all the yeah. same. This one yeah. is definitely not the same. It's kind of, it's pretty much the same setting. But from yeah. a totally different perspective and yeah. like a totally different type of story, right? There, There's no harem un- unless you count like the harem of all his vending machine users buying things from him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which I'm surprised you didn't say anything about like the Wooly. There's like that little girl, right? Who's like constantly trying to wage war and like buy him, right? Yeah, the classic Sundere character. Yeah, yeah. Beating up the vending machine and then trying to buy him. I mean, obviously, like, he's this box, right? There's not going to be any physical romance here, so we don't have to worry about that. Exactly. But yeah, when I first saw this, right, I actually heard about it from a friend before I had even started watching first episodes, and he's like, oh, there's a show about a vending machine. I'm like, what? (laughs) Uh, So I watched it, and I remember I was really skeptical uh, because I started it up and then it didn't really seem that different and then once he was actually reborn into the world i just thought it was really stupid that he was just stranded in the middle of nowhere right i thought that was great 
<laughs> I was just like, what? What's gonna happen? Like, how is this entertaining? Are people just gonna? Is this gonna be some sort of episodic heartwarming show where people just come see him every episode here on this riverbank? And then, no. Then we get the girl, and well, I liked all the goblin shit too when things were attacking him. That was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it really is impressive how how much of a like sense of drama and tension this show has with yeah. a main character who can't even move. <laughs> exactly. Like, I actually was quite concerned when they started beating him up, right? Before yeah. he realized that he could protect himself. Right. I was like, oh, God, watch him die again. And he has, like, nothing that can help him. And then we had this recent kidnapping arc, too. Oh, I, I haven't gotten that far. I've only seen a few episodes. Oh, okay. Well, I But you can go ahead and... Okay. I don't think it'll spoil it that bad. I will spoil it. He gets kidnapped. <laughs> yes, because he is a child. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's like some tense moments as he's awaiting rescue. But he's not kidnapped by the kid, right? No, no, no. By like some... Because that would be some, hilarious. Some, ban- <laughs> some bandits kidnap him. <laughs> bandits were hired by the child, perhaps? No, the, I don't I don't think the child was involved in this, actually. Oh, that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the next arc, the legal kidnap by the, ch- by the wealthy. Yeah, and I also like his uh, partner. Uh, she didn't seem to be, like, that interesting at the start. I just thought she was some sort of placeholder... Mm-hmm. you know eye candy and her having the super strength that she does and being the vehicle for his movement right <laughs> she's actually a lot more fun than i first gave her credit for that's true yeah she she seemed like a dumb bimbo at first and yeah well she she still is a dumb bimbo but i like her anyway i mean i felt really bad later because they point out that she actually struggled a lot as an adventurer because people Mm. did treat her like a bimbo and she didn't really know how to use her strength properly right so she would like mess stuff up all the time but then once she was able to figure out how to best use it to help people then they like started to like her started to like see the better side of her which was always there right but i like lamas and i like that she calls him box coon or hot (laughs) con One aspect that we, we hadn't mentioned is mm-hmm. not only can he not walk, he, he can only speak like vending machine set phrases. Oh, yeah. So, That's actually brilliant. Yeah. So it was very entertaining, like watching him try to string together his like six sentences he can say to have conversations with these people. Well, that's why I was actually pretty impressed with her, that she was able to figure out a way to understand him. Yeah. Right? To be like, oh, this means yes, this means no. And then whenever like he's saying something that doesn't make sense to her, she doesn't immediately dismiss it, right? She believes that he's trying to tell her something and she tries to figure it out. Right. That's true. Cool. Like the whole like Coke <laughs> and, and <laughs> candy <laughs> incident when they were making the explosions, right? Yeah. She she's clearly realized that the inanimate box is smarter than her. Yeah. And she has no uh, problem with it. You know, no grudges. Yeah. So what what's your favorite vending machine in the show and in your life? My favorite vending machine? I mean, I just like them that the ones that have variety, right? Like I like it when they have uh, one of my favorite drinks that I've had in Japan that I haven't really had anywhere else. And I don't find it in all of the machines is like this apple tea to cold drink. Mm. It's so good because well, I like apples, um, but I really like it that. And then I like it when they have like the warm drinks, you know, like the red bean soup or mm. like the corn soup. I just like the variety. Nice. What about you? 
What, what about in the show, though? Oh, in the show? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, so many transformations. Oh, okay, wait, wait. There was one episode that I just thought was hilarious. Like, one transformation was the sex ed box, right? Okay. Where he, like, <laughs> gave them, like, uh, all the condoms, right? And, yeah. like, other things. I just, that cracked me up. I was like, wow. They even have machines there that can do that? Really? <laughs> that was actually my choice for the favorite in the show, too. How am I not surprised that that is what you were thinking of? Of course, of course. But what about in real life? In like, real do you have life, a favorite vending machine? Yeah, I went to uh, the ramen restaurant in Kyoto, where you make your order at the vending machine. Right. And they give you, like, a ticket, and then they take you to this booth. And you're, like, surrounded on three sides, sides by walls, so you don't mm-hmm. have to see or interact with anyone. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at your table, they have, like, cups. They have a water spout to get water. And they have, like, pencils and ordering slips that you can, like, slip under the table to order more. And then there, yeah. there's a curtain at the back. And, like, they come in, like, behind the curtain. And they slide your, your ramen through. And they don't even speak to you. It's like totally anonymous and gives you yeah. full independence, right? I've seen this before, like on YouTube, and I, I thought it was fantastic. Although it's a little different, right? Because it's not like the soup is coming out of the machine. You're just ordering at the machine, That's right? That's true. But the, the machine added to the great experience of not having to have any human interaction and enjoy Yeah, it really makes me ramen. wonder, yeah, like, why don't we have something like that here? It's actually quite brilliant, right? Especially for like lunches during the work week when people just want to be in and out i think that would be great yeah great great vending machine yeah i am happy with this i'm going to keep going with it it's just going to be 12 episodes so it'll be short and sweet yeah great show highly recommended Mm -hmm. should we move on to the next one sure the next is the most heretical last boss queen from villainous to savior yes truly an evil evil villainous yeah, uh, this is another 12-episode show, so just a single season in case they decide to come out with sequels, which I don't know because I, I haven't read the light novel. Have you? I don't think so. Okay. So this is another isekai. This is, again, another villainous anime, which for some reason we have discovered tend to be pretty good quality, right? right. And this one's actually pretty good. I don't like it as much as the past villainous shows, though. What about you? I like it. I think I think we're just getting used to villainous shows now is the issue, so it's, it's mm. a bit less fresh. I like it. I'm not saying I dislike it. I just don't like it as much. Speaking of fresh, my favorite part of the show is how the guy's name is Stale. Yeah. Uh, what a horrible name. Like, why? <laughs> why would you choose to name one of the love interests Stale? I don't know. And the, I mean, all the names are ridiculous. Like her name, Pride, could you be any less obvious? <laughs> Right? She's supposed to be the villainous and, I guess, the last boss of the original game. But to be named Pride is just silly. Yeah. Very But, bizarre. like, the other names are okay, I guess. Um, I think her little sister's name is Tiara, right? And I think she's supposed to be possibly the, the MC. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because if she's supposed to be the villain who turns bad, the MC is supposed to be the... Uh, it's supposed to be the little sister who, like, is the one who gets the loyalty of all of the guy love interests right and i think it, it's like uh stepsister yeah i don't really understand because like she's got all these siblings that aren't truly related to her is the little sister 
like a, a half sister maybe yeah i think she's they they have the same father but different mothers and in the first episode she and her mother moved in and mm. the main character's like oh i'm so happy i have a little sister but in the game she hated the little sister and bullied her yeah i couldn't really remember like i don't understand why i don't remember why did they have to adopt a son oh. like why is why is stale royal ivy like i thought he, he was the opening arc and then they introduced you to tiara later and like you never really meet his mother he's just taken from his mother yeah they explained it but i'm also forgetting yeah that's just i think another weakness is that it, i don't know i just kind of went in one ear and out the other oh yeah the slavery arc was very funny though funny yes wait slavery arc i don't remember the slavery arc what slavery arc <laughs> remember in the game she was supposed to enslave him oh oh that's what you mean okay yeah. i thought there was like a whole story arc about how you somehow missed no and it's like she's such a nice girl for not having sleeves yeah um i don't think that's how you're supposed to take it i think it's just right actually that's something that i find nice is that they show you what was supposed to happen yeah like instead of just telling you i think in the other shows i usually just like tell you right Right. and they don't really waste time on it here you actually get to see what she would have been like which is kind of comically evil right (laughs) and then interestingly enough like after you see that as a dream the people who dreamt it like they don't remember right i guess my only problem with this one why i don't like it as much is i feel like the villainesses in the other shows tended to be more endearing and a little bumbling, a little clumsy, but lovable. And here, I feel like she's a little too typical isekai powerful. Right. She she just, like, beats everybody up and goes and rescues the night captain. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> like, she not only has foresight, right? People in this world have powers. Right. So she can apparently see the future, and that's how she saves her father. Uh, and then... She also has the ability to just, like, absorb or learn just from observation. And let's not think about the fact that she doesn't have, like, the muscle strength, right? <laughs> she hasn't, like, worked up the endurance. Somehow she can pull off what she sees. That doesn't make any sense. But okay. I, I kind of thought it was funny, though, how she, like, beat up all these buff guys. Oh, it's funny, but then it kind of it lost me a little there. I was like, okay, okay, this is this is the isekai thing that I don't like usually. Right, I think that's fair. But it's silly because she's only like a uh, how old is she? Fourteen, younger. I feel like younger, but I, I don't know. Right, she's she's beating these grown ass men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree that it's not the best show ever, but I'm still enjoying it. I think. I mean, yeah, it's entertaining, and I'm definitely going to stick with it just because I want to see how many more of these young boys she's going to have around her finger by the end of the show. Seems like a lot, but... We've only seen two, really, right? Her adopted brother, so we got some incest here. And then we have Arthur Beresford, which is supposed to be, like, the future captain because he's the son of the current captain of the guard. Yeah. I don't really know how many more there will be, but... Yeah, looks like we'll have some good uh, rivalry here. Yeah, let's see what happens. I think it's time to move on to the best, the king of isekai. Not just this season, but of all isekai. (laughs) Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, season two. I'm not sure I'd go so far as the best of all isekai. Okay, 
But you tell me, what really would good. you put as high or higher than Mushoku Tensei? I'd have to think about it. It's definitely up there. Uh-huh. Like, I thought you were going to say Ray Zero, which, you know, no, the first not. season was entertaining, but it, like, lost me the longer it went, you know? Mushoku Tensei is way better than Ray Zero. Yeah, I agree. That's a... Uh... No questions asked. That's a hard fact, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe it is the best. Well, we can come back to this later at the end of the season, perhaps. If you can, you know, do your homework and make a list of what you can find. Okay. Maybe you'll find something okay. that's better. But I doubt it. You know, I've read the Mushoku Tensei web novel. Have you? Yeah. Is it further along than where we are now? It's finished. It's finished Ooh. like years ago. What about the... Well, this is a light novel, right? Is it also a manga? No, it's a web novel. And then they made, a, they made a light novel. And there's a manga, too. Uh, Are they finished? Or is it just the, the web man- novel man- Just the novel is finished. The manga no. is further ahead than the anime, though. So is there... Like, all these events that are happening now in the second season, are you familiar with them? Yeah. Although okay. I, I read it some time ago, so I don't remember all the details. Okay, I think that's good, because I think that would be a little sad to you know, yeah. have such an intimate memory of what was going to happen, because that's, for me, a lot of the fun of the shows. I have no clue where it's taking us. And I think some of it is a bit uh, different as well. Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't remember her, and I read that the, you know, there was this, uh, the new girl who was like the archery girl. Uh, the one that he can't get it up for? Yes. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, I I read she was she was new to the oh the anime, but I I mean this is unverified information. I don't disbelieve it. It makes sense for you know the story and the progression of his character for him to have a little bit of a rebound for him to discover that there is a problem that he was actually like that scarred by what happened between him and Eris. Right. But the, the impotence arc, that is not anime original. That was a long arc in the web novel. <laughs> it's like strange, but I actually find that to be quite fitting to his character and the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, the second season is only going to be 12 episodes, but I am certain it's not going to be like the last we'll have, right? I'm sure there'll be seasons Really? After it's this. only 12 episodes. For this particular no. work. Okay. They, I, I see it slotted for 12 episodes. They have 13 on Annie list, but that's because they, they included episode zero, you know, the one that focuses on Sylphie. Right. But I'm assuming there'll be a break and then they'll have to do like a part two season two kind of thing. Okay. Okay. As long as they don't have like the final season, part three, final part. Things. I have no idea. It could be because <laughs> if you've read the whole thing, like you would know. I have no idea how much more we have. There's, there's a lot more. It's not even close. Yeah. See. So. Yeah. We got a lot to go. Yeah. Honestly, the I thought the first half or so of the web novel was better. Really. I mean, it's it's still good, but it it's more like in the first part, it's more like his struggles, right? And he's overcoming and improving himself. And mm-hmm. in the final part, he's, like, uh, living a very happy life kind of thing. Oh, Although in the web novel? There's still some struggles, too, but, yeah. Yeah, I think there's nowhere... I think the happiness is nowhere near where we are now. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, he gets, like, slices of it here and there, 
right? right? But for the most part, it's just been suffering after suffering. Yeah, definitely my favorite. I think what makes this so great compared to a lot of other Seikai is just how much he, he struggles and grows in it. Yeah, it feels very human. It feels very relatable, even though, like, I'm not a guy. I didn't have his experiences, but he just feels so real. Yeah. To yeah. me. But yeah, let's let's talk about particularly where we are here with this um this arc where we do get that episode zero with Sylphie and like she was kind of absent the entire previous season, right? So we get to see what happened with her after the big, what happened, the teleportation Teleport incident? Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, what do they call it again? They have some phrase for it. I forget. Yeah, she gets teleported, falls from the sky, lands in this kingdom and ends up with the Asura princess, I guess. And then we kind of like leave her after that opening episode to focus on Rudius, who has moved on from his trauma with Eris after he quote, she quote unquote abandoned him. And he ends up in like this other city. He's trying to make a name for himself to try and like hear any news that he can about his missing mother. This is after his dad uh, was an asshole. Yeah, his dad came around, though. Didn't they uh, reconcile with each other? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So there was closure there in that previous season. But he goes under a new name now called Quagmire. I don't really know where it comes from. Is it just because, like, his skills? Like, he has a magical skill that does that? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. But he, like, meets up with this new party, but he's typically a loner. There's just, like, some people who like to work with him frequently, and he has, like, this whole, like, semi-sort of romance, kind of one-sided at the start. With the girl named Sarah, he saves her life. She falls for him. Then they kind of have like a failed physical interaction. <laughs> and he <laughs> discovers that, yeah, Eris kind of kind of messed up with his head and he can't do anything now. Right? Mm-hmm. So then he joins like his new mentor arc, which I was actually a big fan of. I really liked yeah, Soldat. <laughs> he, he had a big turnaround, Soldat. <laughs> yeah. Like, who knew that, you know, all he needed was this dude to take him to a a whorehouse, right? Yeah. (laughs) So the two of them could bond over his erectile dysfunction. Great, great stuff. Although his his plans didn't work very well with uh, Sarah. (laughs) No, but I thought it refreshing, like, how honest he was with, you know, the women there. Mm -hmm. They tried what they could. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's not just Sarah. Right. Although he was definitely like a jerk with how he talked about her. So he definitely deserved to lose her friendship there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, now he's met up with one of the uh, his father's old party mates and they're off to go. That's the last I saw. I think that's the most recent episode. Okay. Yeah, I think I have like one episode behind. Okay. You haven't really missed much with the most recent episode. Uh, Did you already meet um, the, the blonde elf woman who comes to like Join up with him who used to work with his father? Um, I don't think I watched that episode. Or if she did, she just like came at the end or something. Yeah, I think you've seen her. I'm pretty sure she's featured in previous episodes, like, sporadically. But yeah, I do remember her from the web novel. Okay, okay. She's nuts. Yeah, she is nuts. You get to see that in the most recent episode, so enjoy that. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who who's the best girl? Out of all the ones you've seen so far? Yeah. This season or previous seasons? Uh, either. This season, it's definitely Sylphie this season, even though she hasn't been featured very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm not a big fan of Sarah. I just feel like she's never going to replace Eris in my mind, so get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Alina Lise. She's, she's entertaining, but... Who is you know. Alina Lise? 
She's the elf woman who is his father's old party mate. Oh, okay, okay. What about you? I think I'm an Eris fan. Oh, I love Eris, but she's the past now, Drago. We have to move forward. Oh, well, I'm sure she'll be in the future, too. I just don't know if she'll be this season. Like, I feel like yeah, probably not. she's not the focus this season, so it's highly unlikely we're going to see her again, except for, like, an occasional mention here or there. That's true. Because, like, we also hear about Roxy, right? And I don't know if we're going to see Roxy this season, but I have a feeling she also will not be the focus. Right. Yeah, I think your, your intuition is probably spot on. Yes. This is the uh, Sylphie arc. And I'm looking forward to it because, like, her whole new identity... It's fascinating. And I think we're going to be entering... Am I allowed to spoil it a little bit about what arc is coming? Because you already you already know what's happening, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yyeah, I think we're about to enter like the magic school arc. But so how do you know? I, I thought you had... Did you read the manga? No, it's just that's the... Like they talked about going to see his mother. And then he gets an invitation to go to this magic school. And he ends up accepting it at the end of the um, most recent episode. And like heading that direction. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I, I forgot there for a second. I, I think he was talking about going to his mother, but then he changed his mind and decided to go to magic school. Hmm, I don't know. I probably would have chosen my mother over magic school, but... Well, that they were explaining, like, with Alina Lee's there, like, she's the one who told him that they know where she is, so there's hmm. not, like, a concern about having to save her because she's doing well, and... The other party members know where his mother is. I think Roxy knows where she is. So it's not a big mystery anymore. Okay, good. So the the, the magic school arc is, I think, a next step up for his recovery. Uh, because he's partially like gotten a little stronger, unlikely, from Soldat, right? But um, his magic, he said, had kind of plateaued. So he needs like something else to kind of push him up. Become the strongest mage. Defeat God. Yeah. I don't think they're going to defeat God, but I did like, um, I don't know if you saw that already, where he like talks to the God figure again. Did you see that? I did, yeah. But this this is anime. They always defeat God. Not in this show. I don't think so. (laughs) Really? I bet they'll defeat God. They're kind of like buds, aren't they? Like the way they talk to each other? Oh, really? I thought they're just like being sarcastic to hide their hatred. Oh, I think hatred's a strong word. I I mean, at least I don't think this God hates Rudeus. Rudeus might be kind of resentful to this god figure, hmm. but I don't get the sense that there's like any desire for actual fight between the two. Okay. I guess that seems reasonable. But I'm assuming he's going to meet Sylphie at the school, right? Right? You want me to spoil it for you? The, the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, yes, you will. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew it. But there will be a, a long drama. Well, I think Sylphie, who is now known as Fitz, will know who he is, but I wonder how long it'll be to figure out him to figure out who she is. Exactly. She wears a mask. You know where this is going. Well, I mean, she, she wears a mask and she, like, changed the color of her hair, right? And she doesn't talk. So, like, how is he supposed to know that this is Sylphie yes. from his childhood? He hasn't seen her in years. Yeah. My one complaint about Mushoku Tensei is that every character is a childhood friend. Yeah, I mean, how do you know who to cheer for if they're all childhood friends? Exactly. I, w- I want to cheer against them all is my instinct. Well, who else, who else is there? That, I mean, That's kind of why I like Sarah a lot. Not a childhood um, friend. But it's, nah. it's a shame. Okay, well, here's the question. Is Roxy considered a childhood friend? She's considered like a teacher, which is even worse. <laughs> 
Is it worse? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's actually something I find really cringe this season. I mean, it's true. It is truly indicative of his character, how he like worships her panties. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty cringe the entire time. Every time they like showed him clutching the panties, praying to the panties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rudius. <laughs> what a weirdo. Yeah, but we love this weirdo, and we're gonna watch him until the end. You'll, you'll get to meet an even bigger weirdo at the school arc. So look Excellent. forward to that. Yeah, I do. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Drago underscore Coon and at Marina BMB. Listen to and review us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.